gentlemen, in the red corner, hailing from the state of Nevada, representing the steam and wise guys, it's the always feared Vegas Oddsmaker! And in the blue corner, the crowd favorite from South Florida, Mark Winning Picks Lawrence! Welcome back, everybody, to the 2014 football season. This is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King. And once again, we're set to go against the spread on this week's opening NFL football and college football cards. And, Victor, if you can believe it, it's already the 2014 football season. Let's get this party started. You know, for football fans and bettors and handicappers alike, this is the busiest week of the season. I know from a... uh, Personal perspective, these next five days are going to be really, really busy. Multiple fantasy football auctions, uh, Survivor Leagues, our first full weekend of combined NFL and college football. Not to mention the fact that uh, I've been dabbling lately a little bit in DFS, and that would be daily fantasy sports. We have an affiliation with DraftKingsThisYear.com, and I am looking toward a big-time weekend here and a very hectic next five days. Yes, we are, Victor, with both the college and the NFL games set for this weekend. And as you say, DraftKings with Daily Fantasy Sports, of which Playbook is now affiliated with, and our listeners are encouraged to visit them at DraftKings.com forward slash Playbook to take advantage of all the free bonuses. Victor, talking about the college football card last week, let's take a little brief overview of what happened last week. And I have to ask you, I don't think anybody in the world of college football had a tougher week than Lorenzo Ward did. And Lorenzo Ward, for those of you who aren't familiar, is the defensive coordinator for South Carolina. And what a mess it was, I guess, in Columbia when Texas A&M went in there. I think the most impressive victory of the season started on Thursday. Ken Hill, or what he calls himself now, Kenny Trill, went in there and just massacred the Gamecocks. Victor, were you put that number one on your surprise list, or was there another college football game that you thought was a little bit more surprising. Mark, I would definitely agree. Obviously, the biggest revelation of week one by a very wide margin, and that would be the Texas A&M Aggies. You know, home teams overall did very, very well over the weekend. They went 20-11 and 11 against the spread. That is 65%. But South Carolina was one of those few home teams that did not cover the point spread. And, heck, they did not even win the game. The Aggies, man, they were very, very dominant in that road game. And this was against a team that had not lost at home since the mid-2011 season. A&M appears capable of scoring enough that their rather shoddy defense won't matter. But it's a very, very big leap forward from preseason perception. And obviously, I agree, the biggest surprise of week one were the Aggies and that big road win against the Gamecocks all led by the freshman quarterback, if you will, Ken Hill, the son of former St. Louis Cardinal pitcher Ken Hill, who, by the way, finished runner-up in the Cy Young National League Award back in 1994. That just happened to be the same year that Kenny Hill, the A&M quarterback, was born, putting up 680 yards of offense in that football game. And I think a lot of offense was the order of the day as well, Victor, in college football. The other game that caught my attention was Western Kentucky, who blasted Bowling Green as a seven-point home dog. The Hilltoppers put up 702 yards of offense in that football game. It sounds like a lot of offense was being worked on 
during the offseason. Definitely, Mark. I've got the over-under results from week one as well. 18 overs, 16 unders, one tie overall. The non-conference games went five and three over-under. The conference games went 13 and 14 over-under. Our uh, King service started off with a 4-0 weekend in college football totals plays. A nice start for us. We did sweep the board last Thursday night in over-unders, and we finished it up with a very nice Saturday game of the week winner on under the total in Boston College versus UMass. But, yeah, a lot of points in week one, Mark. There sure were. We'll see whether that levels back in week two as maybe not as many non uh, conference games are uh, FBS versus FCS games on tap this week. We'll see whether or not the scoring comes down any at all in the world of college football. And also, Victor, before we close out this segment here, the National Football League preseason put the final curtain on the preseason games uh, this particular season. And uh, my quick observations here, I wrote a column. In fact, I'm writing a weekly column now for the USA Today, an NFL gambling column. It's in their sports weekly publication, and we hit on the fact about NFL preseason teams and what they do or don't do, if you will, depending upon whether they were winless or undefeated in the preseason. And from the findings that we did, we found that uh, since 1983, going back 30 years in the National Football League, there have been 57 undefeated teams in preseason. Of those 57 teams, 32 of them posted a winning record. 30 of them went on to the playoffs and four of them made the Super Bowl. And on the flip side, there were also an identical 57 winless teams in the preseason since 1983. Only 10 of those 57 winless teams ended up the season with a winning record. Eight made the playoffs, and nobody won the Super Bowl. So those of you keeping score out there on your undefeated list, you can put down the Baltimore Colts, the Minnesota Vikings, and the New York Giants. They were perfect in the preseason. On the flip side, the winless teams... The Dallas Cowboys and the Indianapolis Colts, which spells danger for both of those two football teams this year. That was my take, Victor, for the USA Today Sports Weekly. What did you get out of the NFL preseason this year? Well, Mark, off the top of my head, uh, what I learned from the preseason, some of those were off-season issues, some were not. Uh, Number one, uh, Commissioner Goodall, of course, admitting that the Ray Rice suspension was probably not severe enough and making some plans along the way. The, of course, saga of Josh Gordon continued in the preseason. The hype of Johnny Football did. The Raiders making a surprise announcement of their new quarterback, Derek Carr, the rookie from Fresno State. Uh, there was also the Cheech and Chong revival starring Le'Veon Bell and the aptly named LeGarrette Blunt. <laughs> but, Mark, if you ask what I thought was the number one topic I, I learned from the NFL preseason, it was three words, all the same words, flags, flags, flags. There were 271 calls for illegal contact or defensive holding during the preseason. That's compared to 56 last year. There was almost, uh, what, five or six times the amount of calls as last season. And in fact, last year in the regular season, there were 285 total calls. So why so much laundry on the field? The NFL, of course, as you know, they're tweaking the rules a little bit. They're placing a far greater emphasis on trying to keep defensive backs and linebackers from uh, grabbing or touching receivers beyond that legal five-yard zone from the line of scrimmage. And this could play a big impact, particularly for us totals players, once we get into the regular season. Now, NFL officiating chiefs have said that they do expect the volume of calls to drop once we get into the regular season. But Pittsburgh Steelers president Art Rooney 
said that he, he hopes the NFL is basically simply trying to make a point during the preseason, and maybe the officials won't be blowing the whistle nearly as often when the game results actually matter. But either way, uh, we'll be watching to see the penalty flags this week and, and to see what sort of an impact they'll have on NFL totals. Good point, Victor, on all the flags, all the yellow laundry on the field in the NFL preseason. And one has to wonder whether or not this might tie in indirectly or maybe even directly to the fact of about fantasy football and the fact that uh, the NFL is so deep into fantasy football. They've even got their own channel now on direct TV uh, about fantasy football and stats. And, you know, the fantasy players, obviously, they love the scoring. They love the production because it helps their team. So we'll keep it close eye on this. I'm sure Victor will follow us every week throughout his NFL Totals Tip Sheet, which is available online now at playbook.com. The Totals Tip Sheet had a great season last year, going 65% overall. You can download the Totals Tip Sheet this week now online at playbook.com. Don't you go away. When Victor and I come back, we're going to get into our college football game of the week. We've got a dandy on tap in a non-conference matchup between Michigan and Notre Dame. That and a whole lot more to come here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. Don't get fooled by a shady handicapper that claims he wins 80% of the time. Get a documented handicapper. Sportswatch Monitor is your home for documented sports picks you can trust. Our collection of handicappers is the finest in the industry, and you can have the confidence every monitored selection has been documented and verified. The Sportswatch Monitor is a non-biased handicapper monitoring service for all major sports. So uncover that shady handicapper by looking first on the sports watch. If he isn't there, he probably isn't straight up with you. Go with a reputable handicapper to assist you in building your bankroll. Go to sportswatchmonitor.com and review our top five for football and start winning. Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King with week number one in the National Football League in our first Against the Spread show for the football season this year. We're moving on now to our College Football Game of the Week segment. And, Victor, we've got a dandy on tap, a long-running rivalry when Notre Dame plays host to Michigan on Saturday. Your take, Victor, on the Wolverines and the Fighting Irish. Their last meeting, at least for the foreseeable future. These two teams, of course, have played each other every year for, heck, going on 10 years or more between these two particular teams. The over-under line opened at 54-and-a-half. As of this morning, that's where it still stands. Interesting point spread move. Notre Dame opened up at four-and-a-half points. And uh, as of Wednesday morning when we taped the show, it looks like there's a little action coming in on the underdog, Michigan Wolverines. The line is down to three-and-a-half to four at most uh, major sports books. I mentioned the over-under line of 44-and-a-half mark. The series history, from a total's perspective, has pretty much gone back and forth from high-scoring to low-scoring results over the last 10 years. Last year, of course, Michigan won in a shootout, 41-30. to 30. The over-under line was 48 points. The game ended up going over the total by 23. But the year before, Today, the two teams combined for only 19 points. Notre Dame's 13-6 to 6 win, and that game went under the total by 30 points. So we've basically seen in the last uh, four seasons over, under, over, under, in the last 10 years, the average line in this series, 48.7, 
Average points scored for both teams, 51.3. So the average Michigan-Notre Dame game has gone over the total by only about three and a half points, six overs, four unders. Now, in last week's game one action, both teams did indeed go over the total, albeit against some uh, deficient uh, offenses and defenses. In the Michigan game, they had that, of course, a big win of 52-14 to 14 over Appalachian State. That game ended up going over the total by 14 points as, of course, uh, Michigan cracked the 50-point mark. And Notre Dame had a high-scoring game as well against Rice. The 48-17 uh, to 17 win meant that the Irish went over the total by 12.5 points uh, in that game versus Rice. So both teams do come in with a 1-0 over-under record after one game. Uh, last season, we were middle-of-the-road teams in terms of OU results. Both teams skewed slightly toward the under. Michigan went 6-7 and over-under on the season. Notre Dame went 5-8 and over-under. The interesting thing about Michigan, and we mentioned it in our college football playbook kickoff issue, was despite the fact that they had more unders and overs, the average Michigan game still went over the total by a touchdown a game, by plus 6.6 points per game. That was the ninth highest average over margin for all college football teams. Uh, how we decipher that or what we get from that is the fact that Michigan's unders were close, but their overs were an absolute blowout. Again, interesting, uh, considering they were 6-7 and seven over under on the season. Again, I mentioned Notre Dame went 5-8 and eight over under on the year last year. A 27-point-per-game offense, 22-point-per-game defense. The average line in Notre Dame games, 51.4. Average score, 49.6. They went under on average by only 1.8 points per game. Uh, in terms of who we like as far as the total mark, we're, we're going to pass on this particular game. I've got that ping-pong series history that's gone back and forth between gaudy over numbers and underwhelming numbers uh, in uh, opposite years. So obviously we got a couple of other college football totals plays we feel very, very strongly about. I lean toward the underdog, but we'll pass on the total for now as the Wolverines take on the Fighting Irish. Victor King passing the total in the Michigan-Notre Dame football game. Better total plays on tap from his King Creole service this weekend. You can get those online at playbook.com this weekend. When the Wolverines take on the Fighting Irish in front of Touchdown Jesus in South Bend this weekend, Michigan comes in with Brady Hoke, the head coach, still sitting on the hot seat, despite the fact that his big win over Appalachian State last year, or last week, I should say, was a huge revenge victory for the Wolverines. But the bottom line is he's going to have to win football games in more impressive fashion this year than last if he hopes to keep his job with the Wolverines this football season. Michigan comes in 2-12 and to the spread the last 14 non-conference road games. They've struggled away from home. That's really been a trait that Michigan was so good at prior to uh, this 20, uh, I should say, this 2010 era of football. So they look to straighten that out. That poor road record in non-conference games. Wolverines are, however, four and one to the money. The last five games inside the series. Notre Dame opened up in big fashion last week with the return of quarterback Everett Golson. And he's a huge shot in the arm for this Irish football team. Remember, Golson was the quarterback that quarterbacked this team in the BCS championship game just two years ago. So he's a huge boost to the Notre Dame offense. Notre Dame just 4-11 and to the spread, however, as home favorites when coming up a home game. And even worse, 1-10-2 to the spread home favorites when they have revenge and they're off a win. 
I, too, like Victor, like the underdog in this football game. If for no other reason, it's been a pure dog-oriented series. The underdog 21-5 and to the spread the last 26 meetings. Anything more than a field goal gets me to the dog. We'll play Michigan Wolverines, plus the points over Notre Dame for our play in the big rivalry football game. This is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King, and we're going against the spread on this weekend's NFL opening week card in college football week number two. When we come back, Victor and I will share with you our NFL game of the week, a dandy on tap in the AFC North battle between Baltimore and Cincinnati. Don't go away. We'll be back with more here on Mark Lawrence against the spread. This football season, go where the wise guys go for all their winning information. The all-new Playbook.com website. If accurate, exclusive winning information is important to you, it's important you make Playbook.com your one-stop source for all your football information this season. Whether it's downloading a weekly copy of the Playbook football newsletter, selecting guaranteed best bets or free picks from the world-famous Playbook experts handicappers, or checking lines and scores, Playbook.com has it all. Plus, the all-new betting tools page features more winning football information than you have ever seen before. And it's all free. Check it out now, the newly designed Playbook.com website. And make it your inside source this football season for exclusive information not found anywhere on the web. Get every edge imaginable at Playbook.com, where winners go for winners. Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King as we go against the spread this first week of the National Football League season and talking about the NFL. It's time for our NFL Game of the Week, and we've got a dandy on tap inside the AFC North Division in a battle between Cincinnati and Baltimore. Victor, how do you see the Bengals and the Ravens shaking out this Sunday? This is one of two, of course, AFC North division games that are being played during the first week of the season. A little surprising to me of the lack of division games. Normally it's a lot, but uh, not a heck of a lot this year. The OU line opened at 43 points. Uh, in some places it's dropped to half a point. That's basically where we are uh, as we tape the show on Wednesday morning over underline 42 to 43 points in this particular game. The series between these two teams has gone 67% over the total in the last six meetings, averaging 46.6 points per game when the Ravens take on the Bengals. However, on the flip side, in the last seven meetings played in Baltimore, there's actually been only two overs and five unders, and those games have averaged only 36.4 points per game. Uh, last year, Cincinnati was a surprisingly good over team. They went 10-6 uh, and six over under last season. Bengal games averaged 45.4. On the road, they were pretty much split right down the middle, going 4-3-1 and one over under. And a couple of points less scored in their road games. Bengal road games averaged 40.8 last season. On the flip side, the Ravens went 7-9 and nine over under last year. Average point scored 42.0. Uh, slightly skewed lower scoring numbers at home for Baltimore. They went 3-5 and five over under in their home games with an average of only 37.3 points per game. The two meetings last year, the game played in Baltimore totaled 37 points. It was significantly lower scoring than the game played in Cincinnati in which the Ravens and Bengals combined for 51 points. So again, the Baltimore game went under. The Cincinnati game went over. Uh, both teams 
do tend to score some points in week one. In the last four seasons, the Bengals have gone a perfect four and O to the over in their first game of the season, averaging 52.0 points per game. And almost the same for the Baltimore Ravens as well, Mark. They've gone a perfect three and O in the last three years to the over in their first game of the season with a gaudy average of 58.3 points per game. But, of course, a lot of those points were that 76 points scored last year when they lost on Thursday night against the Denver Broncos in their first game of the season. With that said, Cincinnati does trend to go under when they're tagged as a division road underdog. They've gone 3-8 and eight over under in their last 11 rolls, taking points on the road against division opponents. And on the flip side for the Baltimore Ravens, They've gone 1-6 and six over under when playing the first of back-to-back division games. They got a Thursday game coming up next week against the Steelers. They've also gone 2-6 and six over under before playing a Thursday game. From our database, Mark, we note that AFC North games in the first week of the season have indeed gone 5-1 and one to the over since the 2004 season. But uh, also from the database, Baltimore opens up the season with back-to-back home games. These teams tend to go under in their first game of the season. Two and ten over under since the 2004 season. And that applies to game one teams playing the first of back-to-back home games like the Ravens when the over-under line is greater than 41 points. Much like our college football game, Mark, we've got ammunition, minor ammunition, if you will, on both sides, over and under. This is a game in which we're going to pass for the weekend. Obviously, we got a few more over-under plays we like, and one of those we'll mention in our free play segment. But for now, we're going to pass on this total. I think the odds makers got the line right where it should be. Victor says the oddsmaker did a terrific job setting the total on this game. No value to be found. He's passing on the Bengals and the Ravens football matchup on Sunday. When Cincinnati invades Crabtown to take on Baltimore, they come in with quarterback Andy Dalton, who's done nothing other than make the playoffs each of his first three years in the National Football League. And because of that, Dalton was rewarded with a healthy extension with his contract, deservedly so. Cincinnati's also fared quite well in their first game of the season, cashing five of the last six years doing just that. And when they play in games against teams that won eight or fewer games last year, the last ten times Cincinnati's been in that role, as a pick or a dog, they've gone 9-1 to the spread. On the flip side, Baltimore comes in one of these 4-0 undefeated preseason teams we talked about. That's not a good omen for teams that go 4-0 in the preseason as they're just 4-10-2 to the spread when they're home favorites in game one of the season. Baltimore's had Cincinnati's number as a host in the series, going 16-6 and to the spread. But when you're looking at the quarterback situation here, Joe Flacco, who had more interceptions than touchdowns last year, and that was largely due to the fact that he was the second-most sacked quarterback in the NFL next to Ryan Tannehill. I don't like the fact that he had troubles, and so did the running game. I'm going to play Cincinnati Bengals in this football game. They're my choice to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl this year. I'll play Cincinnati plus the points for my complimentary play in this big showdown game. And with that, it's time to go out to Las Vegas and check in with our good friend Dave Tooley from ViewFromVegas.com. A lot going on in the world of football this 2014 football season. Dave, a longtime writer for the Daily Racing Forum and now writing for ESPN.com and also ViewFromVegas.com. You can check him out on those websites. Dave, how was your offseason and are you ready for football 2014? 
been been chopping at the bit uh, all summer long. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely definitely ready for the NFL to kick off this week. Uh, yeah, kids are off to school, so yeah, it's a it's a great time of year. <laughs> no question about that, and we always check in with you, Dave, to find out the pulse on what's going on in Las Vegas as we get into the opening week of the National Football League season. And with the NFL starts the LVH or now the Westgate Superbook contest, and uh, any word or rumors, Dave, in Vegas about what the entry field might be this year? I know they broke records last year, and uh, rumors I'm hearing we may break those records again this year. What are you hearing in Las Vegas? Uh, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, last year was a, a record: thousand and thirty-four entries. Uh, first place paid uh, five hundred fifty-seven thousand uh, dollars. This year, um, by Monday, Labor Day. Uh, they have an early bird deadline for people to get in and be eligible for a mini contest over the last three weeks of the season. And by the early bird deadline, they had already had 1,164 entries uh, to shatter last year's record. Mm -hmm. And last year, there was 205 entries that came in after that deadline. So uh, we should be looking at somewhere in the 1,300s. And if the entries get to... uh, 1344 it'll be a $2 million prize pool. Uh, for those who don't know, it's uh, $1,500 per entry. And uh, if it resets, reaches that threshold, the first place prize will be $700,000. Wow. Yeah. A lot <laughs> on stake, to say the least, at the biggest handicapping contest in the world. That's at the Superbook Contest in Las Vegas. Jay Cornegate does a terrific job with that, and I was fortunate enough to visit with Dave at the Las, uh, at the LVH Superbook conference that we had, and uh, ca- caught up and visited a little bit about what's going to go on this football season, and that conference was well attended as well, Dave. Uh, I know all in all, there's quite a bit of buzz in town about not only this, but the 2014 football season beginning, and with that, have there been any major moves that you've seen in Las Vegas uh, from the what was sent out for original opening numbers to what we're seeing coming up right now for week number one? Yeah, out of 16 games, uh, 11, 11 of them have moved uh, um, at least half a point and um, many uh, by several points. Uh, in the Thursday night opener, for those who uh, tune in early, uh, yeah, Seahawks open as a five-point favorite against the Packers. And uh, now, as of this taping, we're seeing a lot of sixes around town. Um, there, there's been two change of, change of favorites on uh, Sunday. Uh, the Falcons actually open as a short uh, two-point home favorite against the Saints. And now the Saints, and we're seeing mostly uh, minus three even money on that game, and the other flip has been uh, the Panthers open as a two-and-a-half-point road favorite at Tampa Bay, and now the Buccaneers are a short one-and-a-half-point favorite there. Uh, among, among some of the other uh, significant moves, uh, we've seen the, the Bears against the Bills. Uh, that's gone from six-and-a-half. It's looking like that's uh, pushing up to seven now. Uh, the, the game you talked about earlier, uh, Ravens opened two-and-a-half at the LVH back in April. Uh, that, that's been trending down a little bit, um, more like one and a half. At, at most books, um, most of the other moves have been on, on the favorites. Uh, Chiefs. Uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, that, that's one of the dogs. Actually, the Chiefs uh, opened five and a half down to four against the Titans. Uh, some of the favorites uh, that we've seen get back to have been the 49ers, three and a half road favorite against the Cowboys, about up to five. Uh, Broncos has uh, moved off the that uh, key number of seven against the Colts at a lot of places, up to seven and a half. And on Monday, the Lions from four up to five and a half now against the Giants. 
a lot of moves happening. Obviously, this first week of the National Football League season, a lot of opinion in place. We'll see exactly how those moves fare out, whether they were good or bad or indifferent. And Dave, I know Victor King has a question for you this first week of the season as well. I sure do, Mark. Uh, mine is an over-under question as well for Dave, and this is, of course, going to be the last time before the season kicks off in which we can talk about NFL over-under for regular season wins. Now, personally, Dave, my two favorites are Jacksonville Jaguars over five wins this season, and I also love the Kansas City Chiefs under nine wins for the season. Right off the top of your head, is there one or two NFL teams in which you like them to go over their projected wins or under their projected wins, Dave? Uh, yeah, the uh, the over that I like the best is the Chargers. Uh, it's at over eight in, in most books now. Um, you know, we saw last year they really came on strong at the end, and I I think they can seriously challenge the Broncos in in the AFC West. And if if they're going to do that, they're definitely going to have to go over eight wins. Now they do mm-hmm. have a a really tough end of the season schedule, so uh, definitely need them to get off to a strong start. Um, but uh, they they have a stretch of a couple, you know, a lot of winning games early early in the year, and I I think uh, yeah, I mean. F- Five, I can't see them being under 500, so I think we at least get a push there, and I uh, yeah, definitely think that they'll they'll go over. Um, you know, a lot a lot of people betting the under on the on the Browns, for instance. Um, mm-hmm. The and the other one I really liked early was the uh, Vikings under seven. That's moved a full game. I mean, usually you see the, wow. the money move on the, on these uh, on these bets, and uh, yeah, but that that got bet down to six and a half, and then to six. So, um, you know. You know, by this time, a lot of the value has been uh, sucked out of those. But I mean, you know, by shopping around, you know, you can uh, if you really have an opinion, you can find you can find a bet where you know maybe you give up that half game, but you get you get plus money. So uh, I mean, those are always fun to uh, you know go around and compare prices. We're visiting with Dave Tooley from ViewFromVegas.com, and Dave, before I let you go on the show. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you your play, your complimentary play on the NFL card for our listeners out there for this first week of the season. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been looking at these games uh, since April, and uh, even back in April, I was uh, starting to think, what game am I going to use on the Mark Lawrence <laughs> <laughs> de- de- debut, debut show? And I uh, always want to start the, start the year with a winner. And uh, uh, definitely some uh, some intriguing uh, intriguing ones out there. Uh, the one I'm going to go with, though, is um, Monday night, uh, the Giants at Detroit. Um, we, we've seen this line, like I mentioned before, getting bet up. I'd I'm, I'm, you know, the Giants started 0-6 last year. I, I really can't see them doing that again. I, th- I think they're going to be competitive, or more competitive out, out of the gate. Uh, Rashad Jennings coming over from the Raiders uh, should help their running game. And I think, uh, you know, the, you know, we haven't even talked about the uh, uh, referees of focusing on the defensive holding and pass mm-hmm. interference and all that. I think uh, this this game will definitely be wide wide open, and I think the Giants can. Uh, can keep up with the Lions, and you know, plus the Lions, and we've seen in recent years are, are a team that, you know, they look great. Calvin Johnson <laughs> is an incredible receiver, but uh, they let teams stick around, and and they tend not to pull out those close games. So I could I could see this one being a back and forth uh, shootout, uh, coming down to a field goal, and so I like the Giants plus the points. 
Dave Tooley with the New York Giants plus the points Monday night in football for his first play of the year here on Mark Lawrence against the spread. Dave, I'm going to wish you the very best of luck this week, and we'll look forward to visiting with you next week. We'll see how the dust settles in the NFL this week and the world of college football as well. All right, great. Thanks. Good luck, everyone. That was Dave Tooley from ViewFromVegas.com joining us on the show this week. We always get great insight from Dave when it comes to that. Don't you guys go away because when we come back, we're going to have our closing segment of the show featuring our awesome angle of the week, Victor's complimentary play and my complimentary play here on Mark Lawrence against the spread. Imagine getting up to $900 in free plays bonuses on every qualified deposit. Use your Visa, MasterCard, or even American Express. Only at Bet Online Because you can. Your side failed to score? Use your shutout bailout card and get your bet back. Only at Bet Online Because you can. Your side given up by halftime? Use your halftime surrender card. Get half of your bet back. Only at Bet Online Because you can. And remember, you get bonus on every deposit. That's the lifetime bonus guarantee. Only from Bet Online Because you can. Terms and conditions apply. And now, the moment you've been waiting for. From the hot South Florida sun, it's Mark Lawrence with his awesome Angle of the Week. And let's get to it, guys. This is our awesome Angle of the Week for week number one. And we talked about winless teams in the NFL preseason. Our awesome Angle this week is titled Predisposed. And what we look to do is to play against any NFL team in game one who was winless in the preseason if they won nine or more games the previous year. These teams struggle in the first game going just four and 12 to the spread, including one and 10 the last 11 games. With that, we play against the Indianapolis Colts in game one when they take on Denver in the Sunday night football game for our awesome angle of the week. And Victor, before we close out the show, I know our listeners would love to know what you've got on tap for a complimentary play and on tap at the King Creole service this weekend as well. Absolutely, Mark. Uh, as we mentioned previously, a real nice start for our totals plays in college football with a 4-0 record in week one. And we do have a over of the week going on Saturday. It'll be up on the playbook.com website uh, on Thursday evening. And there's also an NFL over that we like a lot, and it's in a surprising game. And that'll be up on the playbook.com website on Friday evening. You want to check out that four-star over of the week in the NFL. For our free play this week, we're going under the total. And it's uh, courtesy of the totals tip sheet and man's best friend, that would be Speedy, who always features an under of the week. And this week it's going to be in the game down here in South Florida as the Patriots take on the Miami Dolphins. And naturally, it wouldn't be a week one on the tip sheet pages without Speedy going under the total in a Miami Dolphins game. He did it two years ago in 2012 with Miami and Houston under that game one. And last year, too, with Miami and Cleveland going under the total in week one as well. And why not? Each of the last four games in this New England-Miami series have gone under the total. In the last two seasons, all four games under average of only 38.8 total points per game. That's about 10 points less than the current over-under line, which is on the high side of 47 points right now. And not only that, Mark, but this is another week one game in which the road team is favored. I did write a little bit of a blurb in the total sip sheet this week. When the road team is favored in game one, you never go over the total. You always look to go under. Since the 1999 season, week one road favorites 
have gone 21, 49, and 2 over under. That's 70% of all games over a 14-year period that have gone under the total. Last season, these week one road favorites went 1 and 4 over under. Two years ago, these week one road favorites also went 1 and 4 over under. And there's also a... um, a little subset in this 70% situation in which the line is 45 or more points, then the results improved to 3 and 17 over under. That's 85% under the total when the road team is favored in an expected high-scoring game. Now, the Patriots have started the season on a low-scoring note as of late. In the last two years, they've gone 0-4 over under in games one or game two, with an average margin of more than nine points per game under the total. And, of course, if you know anything about the Dolphins, they've gone one and six over under in their first game of the season over the last seven years, averaging 35.6 points per game. Mark, remember, the humidity down here in South Florida is very, very thick. It's very, very hot. It sucks the life out of you. Not going to be a shootout in this game. Final score in South Florida, 24-17. to 17. Patriots-Dolphins under the total. Victor King loves the total in the Patriots-Dolphins game, and so does Speedy. And, Victor, I have to know Speedy's wearing spectacles and glasses now. It's uh, <laughs> obviously getting a little bit tougher for him to read that close fine print, I'm guessing, right? <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, whatever works for him uh, in coming up with this under of the week. Well, he's very studious, no doubt about that, as does Victor. And we encourage our listeners to download a copy of the totals tip sheet now at playbook.com. 65% winning plays last football season. If you're an over-under fan, do yourself a favor. Get the totals tip sheet all available at playbook.com. Before I get to my complimentary play, I want to remind our listeners out there, you can also download the all-new Playbook app online at the iTunes Store and the Google Play Store as well. The all-new Playbook app is available as a free download at the iTunes Store and the Google Play Store. And don't forget, you can always listen to the show on iTunes and also new this year on SoundCloud. That's iTunes and SoundCloud to listen to the Mark Lawrence Against the Spread radio podcast. Also, a quick reminder that we're doing a featured $99 football weekend of winners this weekend, including all of my college and NFL plays this weekend. Last year, opening week of the NFL season, we went 5-0 and on the same $99 weekend. It includes our NFL opening week play of the year. You can take advantage by logging on to the website at playbook.com or give our office a call toll-free at 1-800-321-7777. My complimentary play in the college football card this week is a play on Troy. The Trojans, when they play host of the Duke Blue Devils in this football game, and Duke comes in carrying some extra heavy weight from their success they've had the last two years and their opening week big win when they piled up 52 points and 567 yards on lowly Elon last week. But the truth of the matter is, Troy was blown out in their first football game, and there's been a huge overreaction to this football game as far as the line is concerned. And I say that considering the fact that if you take a look at Troy, and this comes from our playbook football newsletter this week, Troy has lost only one of their last 44 home games by more than 17 points, which would make them 43-1 and under the spread to this number. On the flip side, Duke has managed to win only one over the last 62 road games 
by more than 16 points. That would make them 1-61 in to the spread against this number. You cement it with the fact that Troy has won their home opener 20 of the last 21 years in straight-up fashion. The points look to be mighty generous bonus in the contest. I'll play Troy plus the points against Duke for my complimentary play in the show this week. And that's going to put the final reps in this first show of the 2014 Mark Lawrence against the spread edition. For Victor King from King Creole Sports, Dave Tooley joining us from viewfromvegas.com, and our good friend Jack Reynolds, who we know is listening from above. Until next week, this is Mark Lawrence reminding you to always to remember to bet with your head, not over it, and good luck as always.